In today's conversation with my good friend, Lacey, we talk about chapter 11 from my book, Chasing Failure. If at first you don't fail, try again. It's this idea that the more successful you become in the event that you get a large following, in the event that your influence grows, in the event that your company experiences a lot of growth, there can be this thing in us that says, well, now now that we've grown something, now that the pie's gotten bigger, well, we don't want to take risk anymore because we've got, we've got more to lose. But I would actually argue that by playing it safe, you actually have something to lose. So in the event that you are winning at a high level, I would encourage you to continue to keep a mindset that stays innovative. So go ahead and check out this conversation from me and my good friend, Lacey. Right. This is one of, um, I think, the most challenging chapters for when you're Mm -hmm. mid to late career, because uh, you really talk about how when you've tasted success or you Mm -hmm. received some public success, how success sometimes has a way of making us even more afraid to fail. So I'd love to open by either learning from your personal examples of where um, you've tasted some success and you found yourself maybe clamming up a little bit around that risk appetite you used to have in your younger, wilder days or where you're seeing executives come to you <laughs> from a position of success. And you know, you've heard about, you know, their younger years or their, their junior years in the business where they were just, Swinging some grit and some scrappiness and taking some more risks. So if you wouldn't mind, open us up, I guess, with um, some more explanation around success. Yeah. Well, I think that the more success a person experiences, the, the, the less that they want to take risks. It's, it's easy to take risks when you don't have any kids, you don't have a family or you don't have a mortgage or, but the more you get sort of solidified in your life, the more you get solidified in your career, um, you know, the less you want to get outside your comfort zone because you, you work so hard to create the comfort zone. You're like, you think I'm, I'm going to risk it all now. Well, I don't think that people should risk it all, (laughs) but I do think they should risk it some. And I think that for all of us to continue growing, we just have to have a willingness to try new things. And I think what COVID-19 did, if if we're looking at it just from one large social experiment, it forced us all to try new things. It, it, Mm. It forced us all to study new technologies that had it not been for a pandemic, we wouldn't have studied. We wouldn't have forced ourselves to migrate digitally. And I think it, there were obviously lots of pros and cons from the new virtual workplace. Um, But it, it forced us to adapt it forced us to read more. It forced us to to try new things, which wasn't our natural habitat. So, so I I think that the more followers you get, the more 
elevation you might experience in your life, there's, there's going to be that feeling of like, Oh, there's, there, there's more to lose. And so on the side of following, you know, before that journey, I think it's important that, that you understand that you don't want to lose that. What I would consider that spirit of courage of mm-hmm. saying, Hey, you know, we're, 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 we're going to continue to roll the dice and, and see what happens because the minute you, and again, we talked a little bit about this in the last episode about talent shortage in the American workforce. And, and so there's, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of leaders I, I'll, I'll talk with that are just, they just don't want to change. They don't want to try anything new. And, and, and I'm, I'm going, well, this is why people are leaving <laughs> because, <laughs> because you won't try anything. And so there is this idea that, well, if I just stay safe in the corner, well, nothing bad can happen to me. But I'm like, yeah, but what could happen to you is while you're safe in the corner, you could end up in that corner alone because you didn't do anything different. And so sometimes we can be so afraid of losing our success that we actually lose <laughs> our success in the process of doing nothing or just trying to do the the same old the same old thing and so i'm i'm all about those calculated small little risks that people can take um whether that be weekly or monthly of just of just trying trying new things sometimes it's professional sometimes it's personal you'd be surprised how many people eat at the same restaurants over and over and over again sometimes i'm like you just you need to just try something new I think it's I think it's good for you yeah that's awesome I think too like you hit on it right on the head when we get married or we have kids or you buy a home um sometimes there's other voices into that equation and especially you know given the executives you've coached or um the the young 30s who who really are are trying to build a family and have family-led decisions it's hard to let another person's voice into that. But I think surrounding yourself with a board of advisors or coaches or mentors in your life that could also add balance to helping mm-hmm. you take those risks only ends up right, paying some sort of exponential um, benefit to it. You list a great couple examples under strategic risk. And one of my favorite is this idea of Disney buying Pixar. And you give a really great visual tool of a couple pros and a lot of cons to this deal. <laughs> and um, I'd love to, to love to learn a little bit about how you coach others towards strategic risks, how you help others identify, um, you know, where to take the chances, knowing that uh, the pros outweigh the cons and, and how to even go about that process. Yeah. I think the, one of the, um, one of the strategic risks that, often comes up with a lot of people who honestly is really just speaking up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really just, it's really just, it's really just speaking up. There's, there's this kind of inner voice that I think we all have and we go, oh, I should say something. And then we don't, we got a lot of reasons not to do that. And we go, okay. And, and there's this fear of looking stupid or being rejected or, you know, we're sort of putting ourselves out there and, and it's not going how we, how we thought it would. And 
I, I, I just, I've gotten in the habit of just celebrating bravery. And Mm. I think there's with all of the organizations I've worked with, I've never seen um, on anybody's website that I've worked with as a value system, bravery. In other words, when you put yourself out there, we clap. (laughs) When you put yourself out there, we celebrate that. We reward that. And I wish companies would do that more because it would encourage I think they're missing some of their best ideas because people are afraid to, to speak up because of what that might make them look, look like. And, and I think that that sort of, that sort of holds them back. And so I think sometimes you just have to be willing to try something that's a little bit different. I know for uh, one of the things that we've tried over the last year that we've, gotten an incredible amount of of feedback from that I'm still slightly nervous about is moving our (laughs) primary communication from email to text. And so when we, when we first, uh, when it was first introduced to me, a community is, is the texting service that we use one, you know, consistently, uh, creating eye popping, engaging emails that have this amazing subject line. And all, to me, it was just like, I just, I just want to encourage people. <laughs> I, I just like, I don't, I don't want to have to do this whole song and dance and texting just felt more like me. I felt like more of my brand. It doesn't mean I don't, I don't want to have an email subscription. It just meant like, hey, in, in terms of the primary tool that we use to connect with our audience, we wanted to do texting. Well, it's, it's just just a different strategy. It's just a, it's just different. It's not atypical. And so, and I know how a bunch of celebrities use it, but like, I like, I'm like consistently texting back and forth with people in, in our text community. And so the way that we now end events is we put up a QR code we say, hey, if you'd like to receive encouraging text from me every single week, I want you to text this number. And, and people do. So we, we, we've grown that list to uh, a few thousand people that I text every single week. Sometimes um, I'll ask questions. People uh, over back, back in uh, during Thanksgiving, I said, hey, send me, send me a picture of your Thanksgiving meal. People sent me pictures from all over the world just their meal you know it was just such a it was just a fun way of just like just engaging with the audience and be like that'd be kind of difficult to do through through email and who's really checking email on on thanksgiving and and the open rate of an email list is like i don't know seven percent or something like that well (laughs) the the open rate of a text message is 97 and so we just Mm -hmm. yeah so we, we just decided to just move our strategy that direction and so you know, I'm consistently being told about how things work and I'm consistently not believing people. <laughs> that's just kind of like, how right. I'm thinking like, that's not how it works. I'm like, are you sure that's not how it works? It, it may, it may, maybe they're right, but could it work a better way? And so I just, this is kind of how, how I, how I think I, I just try to challenge the status quo. And so gas prices go berserk a few months ago. 
and as they still are as of today. Um, and I just, I was, I was getting gas from my wife's car. And I just remember thinking like, man, it would be, man, it'd be awesome if I could help some other people with gas money today, because I can afford a tank of gas for our vehicles. And I could afford a tank of gas for yours and probably a few others. Like a tank of gas isn't going to, at this stage of my life, alter my budget really at all. And that's what you call fortunate. Like that, that's what, like, that's, that's, that's amazing. And I thought, man, you know what? I'm willing, I'm at this gas station and I'm literally looking around and I'm going, I wish I could see everyone's budget on their forehead. And I wish I could see who couldn't afford gas right now. And I would, gladly go help them and and i just thought i got i got a few thousand people that i text every single week and i just thought i wonder how many of them could use some gas and i wonder how many of them are in my position and so i'm like i speak to a lot of leaders who got a lot of pretty good salaries and so i'm thinking a lot of them are getting text messages from me so, so, so I call Whitney, I go, Whitney, I think we're going to turn into a bank for a day. And so I send out this text message where I just say, Hey, here's the deal. Um, if, if you can, um, if you need some gas today, like if, if, if things are just tight, would you, would you just send back the number one to my number? And, and that'll signal to us that, hey, you could use some financial assistance today to get some gas. And, and if you're in the position of helping group number one, and you've got more than enough, and you feel like, yes, I could help the people that could use some gas, well, then I want you to send back the number two. We raised about $10,000 in three hours. Wow. And just gave it away. And so what we did is we, we connected a bunch of strangers through a texting app (laughs) (laughs) and just helped make the world a better place. Now it's a lot different. And again, I'm, I'm sharing with you the best story <laughs> of, of, how, right. of, 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 of a strategic chance, but the entire time I got friends in my ears going, dude, 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 you can't be one of those people that's asking for money. It gets weird. People just get real. And you have all of these like voices in your head, not even just from friends, but just your own inner thoughts that just giving you all these reasons not to try something. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. And nobody's being forced to do anything, but we were just so amazed. We had so many people write back of, Hey, we can go to a funeral. Now we can afford to go to the doctor. We can, I mean, just, I was amazed how many people were making decisions about where to go based off of gas prices. And we solved that problem for a lot of people in that particular week. And, and so I'm just, I, I'm personally a fan of just going, Hey, like I'm, I'm actually okay with someone writing back 
going, I can't believe you would ask us for money to help other people. Because again, you, you always got that person that just kind of wants to watch the world burn and you're just waiting for them to kind of pipe up and say their piece and, and whatever. But here's <laughs> to my surprise, actually to this day, I'm still surprised. Not one person questioned it. Not That's one. Wild. That's amazing. Not one, which I took as a big compliment of like, hey, they trust that I'm going to do with the money what I said. And, and CEO, she was doing all of the transactions and making sure that people got what they needed and had an Excel spreadsheet and all of that. And we took all of the thank yous and uh, a lot of the uh, testimonials that we got back and we shared them with the people that gave. And I said, hey, I just want you to see like, how you made a difference in a stranger's life today. Right. And so right. I, I just, again, it's, it's, it's different. And, 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 and I've talked to you about this, of even just like hiring processes at companies, like the strategies that you've implemented and the companies you've worked with. It's just, <laughs> it's just different. Like I'm having conversations with leaders now about benefits and the question I've been asking about these benefits are, is, are they beneficial? And are you sure? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, hey, uh, this, this gal here that works for you, that's great. Okay, you give her health benefits. Yeah, her husband has a job that already covers her. <laughs> so she, she, she doesn't need double dental. <laughs> she, she, she doesn't need double right. dental. So I said, so why don't you like, give her something that's like beneficial? And they're just like, well, we just, we just don't, that's just not us. I'm like, well, why not? Like, try, try doing something different. Bring something new to the table. I mean, it's, it's a, people during a pandemic had so much time to sit at their house and ask themselves this question. Do I really want to work here? That's right. You're spending so much money recruiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do, do I? Re- and I'm just like, give them yeah. a reason. Like, yeah. and here's here's the interesting thing. Every single team member that's thinking about leaving their job is often not including their boss in the conversation, which means you're not in the room when it's happening. So to me, I'm going, you, you want to try some things that say, man, is this, is this beneficial? I, I think if, if, if you find yourself in, in a position where it's like, man, I just don't have that much like leeway to try that many new things. I think you got to look at the arena you have been given and go, man, how, how can we add value to other team members? or the people that we serve, people we sell products to, like what what can mm-hmm. what can we be doing that can try some some different things from from a strategic standpoint? I think that that is is what can really I think move the dial for people. And I, and again, I'm the chase and failure person. I'm just like, hey, if this goes bad, <laughs> you know, like it 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 goes yeah. bad. But but I think so many people are so. Um, I mean, you and I were just talking uh, last week about the rise of TikTok, right. not just in its right. viral nature, but its business nature right. for business and how it's, yeah, that's right. mm-hmm. you know, 
And so there's so many people that are just like, no, we, don't, we just don't really want to like start moving our content over there. It's just another, you know, we're, we're kind of in the IG space. We're kind of in the, in the LinkedIn space. We kind of get Facebook figured out. Well, guess what? They're all changing the algorithms too. They're trying new things. They're being futurist. And so, so, so TikTok can get a lot of this pushback at this, at this time. And, it, and it's like, well, you, you've, when, when have we not had to adopt to, to something new? I just think that there can be this fatigue of trying new things or having to learn new things that people don't want to do it. But I'm, I'm just a fan of, of people going, Hey, you know what? We're going to change is constant. It's never going away. I know we're, we're like waiting for this consistency thing to come. I just don't know that it's <laughs> coming. I mean, if it comes great, I just, I just mentally, I put myself in a position to say, Hey, if I'm always willing to change the day that I have to won't be very difficult because at the beginning of the pandemic, we weren't given options. But I think if you put yourself in a position to say, Hey, I'm always trying new things when you're forced to, it's going to be a whole lot easier of a trip to make than if you never tried new things. Gosh, isn't that so, so true. And it feels like our appetite for change is so much greater and being more flexible when you're first in a company because the entitlement and um, like the seniority doesn't kick in because you, you, you don't know how things have always been done. So you're willing to try new things. And um, coming from the HR and people world, I think some of the best recruiting programs really capitalize on the first call it 90 to 120 days of a new, a new hire coming in because they're coming in bright eyed, right? You and I both know this. It's like the best time to survey um, people and ask, you know, what's the first thing you would fix in 30 days or or what's so obvious that we should be working on? Where was there friction in in your onboarding process or what just doesn't make sense as you've learned our new processes? Because to your point, so many people want to change, but they're not willing to change the way things have been done. Um, especially not in a degree of 180. They want to do things the way things were done, but just slightly, just slightly enough that it still feels comfortable, but produces three X different returns. So yeah. One thing I love uh, that you bring up in this chapter is what are you willing to spend to get better after you've already had success? And you bring up this idea around a personal exploratory budget. That's Mm -hmm. set within your means to really help you almost like with your own R and D program. Um, and right. I'd love to hear how you came up with that concept, how you see this in action, because so many of our, our listeners today, I think, only know development and growth to be a stipend that's handed out maybe to a leadership team member or something right. that's um, controlled within their you know talent management team, suggesting platforms or suggesting kind of the, the next tier of skills uh, to, to build upwards. So talk to us a right. little bit about how you came up with this personal R&D budget. Right. So this, this could be like, this very question could be a two hour long episode because I get so passionate (laughs) about like my, my secret, my, my secret passion is actually sitting down with people and going through their budgets. Like my wife cracks up because I just (laughs) light up when somebody's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, all right, step into my office. I throw up spreadsheets on this screen and I'm just like, okay, how much are you spending here? Like, I love helping people figure out 
like math equations and, and how they can kind of reach some of their financial goals. So naturally, whenever I bring up a personal R and D budget, first you go to a company R and D budget, the top companies in the world spend billions in trying stuff. Okay. They're successful because they spend money on trying to do dumb stuff. (laughs) It's like, and they try 10 dumb things and one of them is actually brilliant and it makes them even more money. So thinking about that principle on a personal level, I think we have to be willing to spend some money on our growth and development. Now, a lot of people go, Ryan, that sounds like a great thing for rich people. Uh, It sounds like a great thing for people that have a whole lot of margin. So once again, if we were to sit down, okay, you were to come into my home office and we were to break down your budget, I guarantee you we would find something that is not adding value to your life that you don't need to be buying. Guarantee it. There's something. It can be very, very small, but there's there's something. And I just think that because we don't often value our growth that much, we don't invest in it. And so I just, over and over, uh, when you came to me a year ago, and you said, hey, have you, have you ever considered a speaker coach? You remember this conversation? And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, have I considered a speaker coach? Like, I just should be offended right now. What do you mean? You're trying to say I need coaching? You're trying to say, it's just like, no, like there's levels of it. And, and I think that you, you could go to, to the next level. And you remember our first call with the speaker coach? I said, hey, give me your pricing. And <laughs> they, they go through their pricing. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. Well, it didn't mean I had it at the time. It just meant I valued it at the time. And I thought to right, myself, right. And, and I don't know if you remember what I said to them. I said, hey, your pricing is, some, is the price of a speaking gig. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. if your coaching can get me just one speaking gig, it'll pay for it. So okay. I'm, I'm just trusting. Yeah. I'm, I was like, I'm just trusting that you're really good. And I'm trusting that I'm going to listen to you, that I'm going to be able to get this back on some level or another. So it's, it's an investment that could go bad. But looking at my entire just personal business, I'm like, well, I, I spent more on dumber things <laughs> trying to. And so yeah. it ended up being one of the greatest investments I've ever made. So I think that it's think important. It's so true in that moment. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. You're finished. You're finished. No, 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 you're good. My, my thought was, was pretty much done. And now I don't even know what the rest of it was. And I'm already <laughs> excited to hear what you're going to ask. Well, I was just going to say, isn't it? It's so true of us that we don't think we need a coach unless we need to go from, you know, five stars to 10 stars. And, mm-hmm. you know, at that time, you and I had that conversation, you were nine and a half, nine, nine and a half stars. And you just get to a place of success where it's like that half a star pays dividends still. Right. And it's like, you you get to a point in your success where you're, you no longer can, um, 
read books on time management and find an extra 20 hours in a day. There's no, you know, you get to a place where you can't read financial savings books on, on better finance and investment strategies and, and make millions of dollars or, or hundreds of thousands of dollars. You get to a place where your small edges or small benefits are what you're scooping up and what you're paying for. And the day you had that meeting with the speaker coach, she said, Ryan, you're here and you're, I think she even said, right? Like you're one of the best coaches I've seen. Let's make you better. And it's mm-hmm. just, I think there's something about our own pride where we feel like we don't need a coach or a mentor because we feel like we've already progressed so far, right? We, we forget that we're right. on third base until we go home. And then we start another lap. But um, sometimes right. we just need those coaches that help you just find those small little adjustments uh, that tweak it. You're such a you know, sports fan. I'm sure you've got better analogies there. But um I just think that's what well, I saw with you and um, you take coaching so well. And I think that's the other thing, being open to coaching. Well, and, and, and I think we could close with this, with this thought. I, I think this is, this is probably a, a big tension, especially with a lot of followers, is all of us are told you got to find a mentor. You, you got to find a mentor. as if that was easy as if there's a bunch of mentors right. sitting at a there's park just come. waiting mm-hmm. for you to come <laughs> and, and help you take your life to the next level. It's like, it's like it's, a free hug. Those people that find with free hugs, yes. free mentor just in the park. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually very, very difficult to do, but it's just, and I've thrown the statement out there. Oh, you got to find a mentor. And people are like, great, will you mentor me? I'm like, I wish I had time. <laughs> and so here's, here's something that as um, I get asked all the time to mentor different people. And um, a lot of times there's like a formal process to like somebody that wants me to be like their executive coach versus their life coach versus, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I just need a little bit of advice. And, you know, and, and Whitney's very helpful and trying to help figure out what kind of level is it and what is it that we we're trying to accomplish, so on and so forth. But I, I will say this. The people that have been persistent, sometimes what I'll do is um, somebody will say, hey, will you be my mentor? I'll say, hey, man, right now, um, my calendar is absolutely insane. I don't, I don't have any space for it, but would you reach out again in six months? And if they reach out in six months, I give them my time. Because mm-hmm. that meant that they set a date, they put a reminder in their calendar. Like, like that's a person that I think, okay, they're, they're serious. Um mm-hmm. There have been people that have said, Hey, dude, can I just, can I just get 20 minutes of your time while you're driving to the airport? Sure. Yeah. Hey, how can I help you? And then we we get off that phone call and they say, Hey, I I just, I really appreciated the time you gave me. Hey, here's a hundred dollars. Here's the reality. I don't need the hundred dollars by the grace of God. We're doing all right. Okay. However, the fact that they valued my time makes me want to give it more. Does that make sense? So I think if you're in this position and you're looking for a mentor, and and again, this goes all into chasing failure, 
there can be this thing of like, oh, I don't want to reach out to this person and like never hear from them. And that, that has happened. I, I've been on both ends of that. I've, I've gotten so many messages on certain days, certain events, 10,000 people. And we get, I don't know, a couple hundred emails. Like, man, somebody slips through the cracks and, and that breaks my heart. I, just, I can't reach everybody, but I do my very best to respond to people. And, and yet there's people I've reached out to that I'm still waiting for a response. Um, <laughs> Heck, I messaged Shaq a couple of days ago, okay? Like, I literally <laughs> just messaged Shaq. So Shaq just moved to Dallas. Did I tell you this? Shaq just moved to no. Dallas. And I'm like, Shaq, listen, bro, you you got to come hang with your boy. And I just messaged him. And it's like, like, what's the worst that can happen? He does not respond. But what's the best that can happen? He's like, yeah, where are you going to eat? It's on me, dude. I'll buy. So, so there's, so there's yeah. people that I'm still waiting to hear back from, and there's people that are waiting to hear back from me. But I just, I think one of the ways, like, if some of those people that I'm waiting to hear back from give me the time of day, I want to make sure that it's worth their time and that I show that I value it greatly. And so I think if you're in a position and you're seeking mentorship, hey, it's it's okay to not get responded to. Um, when you do, don't don't waste their time. Be be prepared. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you how many green rooms I've sat in with people of high influence, and somebody begged their way to get back there, and they weren't ready with questions. I, I can't tell you how many meetings I've set up between people who say, man, could you introduce me to this friend? Could you get me a lunch? And I will leverage my influence for somebody else, which I believe is very important. And I'm amazed, absolutely amazed by how many times my influential friend will call and go, they didn't ask any questions. I'll say, excuse me? He's like, yeah, they, they talk the whole time. Like they were trying to impress me. And I thought, I'm sorry. <laughs> and so um, I was I was with John Maxwell a couple of years ago. And uh, his chief of staff is a really good friend of mine. He's a great guy. And, and I just told him, I just said, hey, uh, Chad, John, just know this. I have in my notes on my phone, my iPad, and my computer, questions for John Maxwell. There's 20 of them. So any moments that I get with somebody of that caliber, I'm ready. Like I, I always mm -hmm. have a question. And guess what? I try to ask questions that he hasn't already answered in his books. So I've read slash listened to so many of his books that it's like, hey, here's, here's something that I've not heard you talk about. And I could be wrong, but... Hey, could you give me some insight into perhaps some of the conversations you've had with your family on the journey of your success? It's a difficult. I'm, I'm ready. Through. I think that's. Does that yeah. make sense? It's like so. I think if if you're in that position, you you you've got to stay ready and make sure that it's it's you're you're prepared for that opportunity because. If you're not, it's just going to, I mean, you've, you've, you've wasted it. So I think those are some things that people can be doing even when they've gotten a little bit of success, they can be taking a few more risks in that area. 
gosh, I think that's such good advice, Ryan. Having been on the other side of of just what you said, connecting folks, knowing some pretty pretty well known or established high profile people, nothing deflates them more than being asked the same routine questions <laughs> over mm-hmm. and over that are publicly yep. available, right? And right. Um, I think that's just such good advice. And I think especially in the vein of mentorship, you know, we all want to mentor, but I don't think we're doing the readiness work, which I've heard you talk about around what do we want mentorship over? Which behavior, which habit, which growth skill, which life cycle, you know, what decision are we trying to make? Because mentorship isn't just magical because it's mentorship. It's it's really right. only productive and magical when you find the right teacher for the right skill set. And um you know, that's what I love so much about your readiness talks is, is just doing yeah. the heavy work um, and having heavy awareness to figure out what is the next growth zone for you. So, gosh, good one today, Ryan. Thank you so for much sure. for walking us through that chapter. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Followership with Ryan Lee. I would love to keep you encouraged each and every week. And I actually have a group of people that I text weekly to keep them inspired and motivated. If you want to be a part of that community, text the word podcast to 469-809-1201. Again, text the word podcast to 469-809-1201. And this will put my contact information directly in your phone and you will start getting a weekly encouraging text for me. If today's episode added any value to your life, I would ask you to do me a favor and leave a comment, share with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe.